Good morning. It is good to be with you again. We are on this journey of preparing ourselves for coming of Christ. That is our goal. We are on this series called The Trappings of This World. And we are coming to, uh, uh, to the finish line. Uh, today we're talking about Satan. Coming of Christ. That is the goal. That is the goal for all of us who believe in Jesus Christ, who is on this journey, on this journey of following Christ. And on that day, we want to make it, right? We want to make it with celebration and great rejoice. We want to be found faithful to the call. But then there are trappings along the way. And we have already talked about deceitfulness of wealth, love of money, right? And worries of the world, desires for other things and pleasures, and also troubles or persecutions. In other words, these things along the way entrap the believers and cause them to fall. And let's go to Mark chapter 6. <clears throat> We've been using this as the uh, main text for our, uh, for our series. Mark chapter 6, starting with verse 14. The sower sows the word. These are the ones on the path where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them. And these are the ones sown on rocky ground. When they hear the word, they immediately rejoice it with it. Uh, they immediately receive it with joy, but they have no root and endure only for a while. Then, when trouble or persecution tri- uh, rises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. And others are those sown among the thorns. These are the ones who hear the word, but the cares of the world. And the lure of wealth and the desires for other things come in and choke the word. And it yields nothing. Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them. So how does then Satan entrap the ones who have received the word? Who have uh, received it with great joy? But then Satan comes and takes it away. That's an entrapment. So Genesis chapter 3, we see the first mention of Satan. How how was he? How did he do it? Let's take a look at it. Genesis chapter 3. Now the serpent was more crafty, more crafty than any other wild animal that the Lord God has had made. He said to the woman, Did God say you shall not eat from any tree in the garden? You see the description of serpent, Satan, right? Crafty. Crafty. Now the definition of crafty, so I looked it up. It said clever at achieving one's aims by indirect or deceitful method. Clever at achieving one's aims. So, Satan's aims by indirect or deceitful methods. Crafty is being 
deceitful. Crafty, deceitful. So how Satan comes to deceive? Well, let's take a look at it here. He said, uh, he said to the woman, Did God say you shall not eat from any tree in the garden? Hmm. So let's dissect this one and see how crafty and deceitful Satan is. Okay? Did God say? Did God say? Well, Satan knows. Serpent knew. So what? What was he doing? He wasn't asking for information. He's making you to question what God had really said. Satan must have known what God said. The woman knew what God had said. But by coming to her like, question like, did God really say it? That kind of puts questions. That creates doubt. In our mind. And then it says, You shall not eat from any tree in the garden. I mean, the truth is this the real truth was that they could eat from any tree except the fruit of the tree that is in the middle of the garden. That was the truth, right? But then the question was, uh, but then what the Satan said was, you shall not eat from any tree in the garden. See, woman knew the truth. And we see, we see it in her response in verse 2 and verse 3. But it's like speaking a part truth. Not the full truth, but part truth. To create more questions and doubts of what God has said. See, now that's deception. Part truth is still not full truth. And when it's not full truth, it still falls, uh, uh, it still, uh, falls from the actual truth. Right? So, here's the first thing that we must remember how he entraps us. Satan wants to deceive you. Satan wants to deceive you. Deception is his game. And he's really good at it. Satan wants to create doubts of God's word in our minds. See, we receive God's truth. We rejoice. We decide. We have decided to follow Jesus. But then, deception. More and more deception is created by Satan that is planted in our minds. See, the verse 2 and 3 of Genesis chapter. Genesis text that we're looking at. The woman's response to the serpent was this. And she spoke the truth, right? Verse 2, The woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the middle of the garden, nor shall you, uh, nor shall you touch it, or you shall die. See, woman knew the truth and spoke it. But then, serpent comes back with this. First was what? Creating doubts. Right? Trying to deceive you. But then, woman didn't fall for it. So, but verse 4, But the serpent said to the woman, You will not die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, 
knowing good and evil. So now what is Satan doing? Look at his answer. He says, you will not die. See, that's direct contradiction of what God had said. Satan knows the word of God. Satan knows the truth. But the goal of Satan is this, right? Keep the people of God from walking with God. Keep the people of God from walking with God. Creates doubts, deceives, and if that doesn't work, he would directly oppose the word of God and and his truth. So first, Satan wants to deceive you. Two, next step, Satan opposes God's word. See, these are still two common tactics of Satan. When a trouble of when a trouble or any kind of hardship happens, Satan starts whisper to your heart and to your ears, right? Are you sure God really loves you? Are you sure? See, that's a deception. And then something like this. You are a failure to let this happen to you. See, that's a direct opposition to the Word of God. Another way of saying that is this. That's a lie. Lie from Satan. Because what is the truth? Truth is that you are the image of God and that, the, uh, and, that, and that you are the object of God's grace and not a failure. You are redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. But Satan keeps trying with deception and lies. So, look at the devil's temptation to Jesus in Luke chapter 4. Alright? And this is how it starts. Luke chapter 4. Devil said to Jesus, him, right? If you are the Son of God. If you are the Son of God. Let's let's think about that. What kind of statement is that? What kind of statement is that? I mean, we know from the Gospels, later parts, that devil knew of Jesus before people knew him. Right? Devil knows all about Jesus. But he is saying to Jesus, if you are the Son of God. I mean, he's saying to deceive. Trying to make him to prove by doing something that Jesus didn't need to do. Deception. If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, One does not live by bread alone. Now then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to him, To you I will give their glory and all this authority, for it has been given over to me. And I give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. Again, devil is, let's look at what the devil is saying. Offering 
the authority over all things. But think about it. But doesn't she, uh, doesn't he already know that who is the king of kings and the maker of the whole universe? I mean, it's, it's, he, it's, it's like devil, the Satan, being a squatter, is telling the owner, you can have everything back. Does it really make sense? I mean, the thing is, devil is offering the authority over all things, but he doesn't really own it. He's just a, more like a squatter. Jesus really is the king of kings and the maker of the whole universe. So, Satan now is lying. Deception and lies. So, Jesus answered him, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only Him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, See, here here it is again. If you are the Son of God, well, He is the Son of God, and He knew it better than anyone else. Throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command this, uh, He will command His angels concerning you to protect you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Again, his attempt to deceive and even directly oppose God's word. In fact, Satan used the word of God, but totally out of context. Totally out of context. So we know that content is important. I mean, one of my uh, former, uh, one of my professor at the seminary was very keen on saying that content is king, but context is queen. Good content, tech taken out of context, should be extremely cautioned. Yeah. Content taken out of context should be warned. Yeah. So Jesus answered him, it is said, do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every test, he departed from him until an opportune time. So we see that how the Satan comes to deceive and directly even oppose God and His truth. But then how many times? In here, in this text, in Luke, we see that there was three attempts, right? But then was he done? No. Verse 13 says, When the devil had finished every test, he departed from him until an opportune time. Meaning, he wasn't done. Here's the point number three that I want to bring out to you. Satan is persistent. He doesn't give up easily. Three times we see. But then, the real fact was that when he departed, he didn't, just, he didn't just leave for good. He departed from him 
until an opportune time, meaning he was ready to come back whenever there was an opportunity. And he was and he still is persistent today in deceiving the followers of Jesus and the children of God. Satan comes to deceive. Satan comes to lie. Satan is persistent. He still comes after us today. So how then shall we stand against the trappings of Satan? How do we stand against Satan? Let's take a look at Ephesians chapter 6. In Ephesians chapter 6, starting with verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His power. Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His power. Put on the full armor of God so that you may be stand against the wiles of the devil. We maybe stand against the craftiness, the lies, and the deceptions of the devil. Because that's his game. I mean, we think that Satan will come and just be, just look like Satan. Well, then, then everybody would know, right? His goal is to disguise himself, hide himself. Because his 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 aim is to make the people of God fall from this race. See, for our struggle is not against the enemies of blood and flesh, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil, in the heavenly places. Satan comes in all kinds of ways. In in other words. All kinds of ways. That's why we have to be very careful and learn how to discern what is truth and how to stand with the truth. All these things that we learn. I'm not just talking about the church. But certainly in the church, certainly with the people of God, but all the forces and all the knowledges that are being poured into every person, is Satan working in them to try to deceive the people of God? Therefore, take up the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against, uh, you may be able to withstand on that evil day. Having done everything, to stand firm. Stand therefore and fasten the belt of truth around your waist. Belt of truth around your waist. You cannot stand against the lies and the deceptions without the without the real truth 
right? We have to fasten the belt of truth. It's like if you want to know the counterfeit, it's not about knowing all the counterfeits, but it's really know what the real, real money looks like and feels like. That's how to know what the counterfeit is. We cannot tell the counterfeit gospels. We cannot tell the counterfeit of truth if we don't really know the full 100% truth of God. And put on the breastplate of righteousness. As shoes for your feet, put on whatever will make you ready to proclaim the gospel of peace. With all these, take the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit which is the word of God. Full armor. Full armor here is given. Truth. Righteousness, peace, gospel of peace, shield of faith, helmet of salvation, certainty of salvation. We need to have that. And the word of God. Full armor so that you are not lacking in anything. See here, the word full is very important. Okay? He didn't just say, put the armor of God. He says, put the full armor of God. So that you're not lacking in anything. So that you do not leave an opening for Satan to deceive you or to stumble you with lies. And just like we have to exercise and practice to get stronger physically, we have to exercise and practice constantly on truth Righteousness, gospel of peace, faith, salvation, and the word of God. More we use, stronger and firmer we will be. Less we use, we risk getting weaker and more vulnerable. More we use, more we exercise, we get stronger. But then less we use... We get weaker and we risk of being more vulnerable. And then, very next verse, verse 18. Pray in the Spirit at all times, in every prayer and supplication. To that, to that end, keep alert and always persevere in supplication for all the saints. Isn't it interesting that after putting on all this full armor of God, Scripture calls us to pray in the Spirit at all times, in every prayer and supplication. Because the war is won with our prayers. War is won 
when the Spirit of God, when the Creator of the universe, when the Redeemer of this world fights for us. Satan is strong. Satan is crafty. Satan he will do whatever he has to do to try to make his people fall and leave this journey. But we have this army. God of heavenly army. God of the host is our God. God of the host is our Father. And He will fight for us. We put the full armor of God to stand with the truth, faith, righteousness, gospel of peace, salvation, and the Word of God. And we go to the Lord in prayer. We invoke the power of the Almighty God so that we will not fall against the trappings, the lies and the deceptions of Satan. Doesn't matter how persistent he will be, we will overcome. Let us be faithful to the call. Let us persevere to the end. Flaming arrows of Satan we will we will withstand heavenly father we thank you lord for all who desire to be victorious and want to be found faithful lord pray lord that your spirit will guide us pray lord that we will put the full armor of god pray lord that we will win this from up, we will win this because we go to you in our prayers. Because you fight for us. We will win this from our knees. We give you all the praise and honor. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen.